Hello, and welcome to another episode of uh, Adventure They Wrote's Short Rest. Hello, I'm Jason, your producer. I also play Max the Goblin Detective on uh, the Deep Trouble arc, which we are almost close to finishing up. It might be another episode. It might be another 20. You don't know. I don't know. Actually, I, I do know. I'm very excited to be sitting down with one of our very first very vocal fans who started interacting with us on Twitter after like just a few episodes had been posted. And so I would like to introduce you to my now friend, KJ. Hi, KJ. Hello. How's it going? I'm great. How are you? Oh, splendid. It's weird not talking to you (laughs) while having a controller in my hand. (laughs) I was actually just thinking that same thing. Like, I feel like we should be hunting for treasure and killing skeletons. It's true. Uh, I guess I should tell this story now that we have brought that up. <laughs> Shortly after we started following each other on Twitter, there was a meme about breakfast cereal and video games and both KJ and I posted something to the effect of Frosted Flakes, uh, Sea of Thieves, or uh, I think yours was like Cinnamon Toast Crunch Sea of Thieves or something. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember what my what my response was, but yeah, it was basically like, what was the last video game that you played? And the last and like, cereal you yeah. ate, right? Is your yeah, like, yeah. pole dancer name or something? I don't know. Yeah, something. <laughs> One of those. But uh, because we saw that we both played Sea of Thieves, we jumped on Xbox together and we have been sailing the Sea of Thieves ever since. Uh, mm-hmm. You helped me get to Pirate Legend. Um, and you over, helped me be more pirate. <laughs> yeah, lots of weeks of putting in work. And uh, so I talk to you all the time. And mm-hmm. it's usually with a controller in my hand as we're talking over Xbox Live. But uh, one thing that I have not asked you while we have been sailing on the Sea of Thieves is how did you find the Adventure They Wrote podcast? I got into D&D podcast listening through Critical Role, which is, I feel like, a really common uh, response to that. And I think I was just looking for some other stuff. And I had been looking on Twitter and... I don't remember who posted something or who I was following because eventually they wrote, I think was one of the first podcasts outside of critical role that I had started listening to. Now I have like a whole list of different uh, D and D podcasts that I've been listening to, but uh, eventually they wrote was one of the first ones. And so I don't remember if it was a tweet that cat had sent out or if it was like a response to something else, but that was, I found it through Twitter for sure. Awesome. So what was it in that first episode that you listened to that made you want to keep coming back and listening as we went forward? Yeah, I love like the whole theme, the mystery and the detective. I think that's really clever. And I it's it's been really fun to listen to because even as a listener, um, you're like, oh, who done it? And there's obviously a lot of humor that ensues before you get to that point. But yeah, I think that that was like my hook. Like the characters were really funny and I just really enjoyed listening to the different characters come to life. But also just the the it's not your traditional D&D podcast and that you're, you know, the adventuring party and you've been tasked by the crown whatever and you're going to defeat this dragon or find this jewel or save this person or whatever. It's a very different storyline, and I think that was really interesting for me. Cool. I'm glad to hear that. 
I know the answer to this question, but our audience doesn't. Uh, do you play Dungeons and Dragons? I do. I do. And how long have you been playing? That's a tricky question. The very first time I ever sat down to a table to play, let's see, that probably would have been in 2013 or 14. So uh, what does that make it? Five, six years ago was the first time I ever sat down at a table to play. Um, However, that was very short lived. Um, It was a gaming group at a college that I was at and there was an underprepared DM the players all had a very different idea of the game that they wanted to play. And I had no idea. I've never read the player's handbook in any scope. I really had no idea what the game, how the game was played other than like the very like trope tastic, like things that you see in TV shows. And so I had pretty much no reference on how this game was played other than the fact that my partner had played when she was younger and was like, Oh, it's really fun. Like you should play. So I was like, okay, yeah, let's play. And so I jumped into this game and they already had started the game and I was chosen to be the cleric, (laughs) which looking back on it now, I wonder why they ever made me the cleric because (laughs) I find spellcasting to be like a next level thing. Like you don't want some newbie who's never played the game before to be your last lifeline with spellcasting on top of that. And so we like get into this first battle and they're like, heal me. And I'm like, I don't remember if I like hadn't prepared a healing spell or I already had use of all my spell slots. And I was like, I can't. That was my first experience playing D&D. And that only lasted a couple of sessions just because it fell apart. Um, sure. Nobody was interested enough to keep it going. And then I only got back into it again in this last year. It's been probably less than a year that I've been playing campaigns more frequently. I was in a couple of campaigns uh, last year. Um, but then I had to move and we haven't moved anything digitally for that. So um, it wasn't up until a couple weeks ago that I started playing again. I know that you just had a session zero uh, for that yeah. campaign that you guys just started. What class, race, all background, all of that stuff. What are you playing? Yeah. So I am a dragonborn fighter. We are playing Tiamat. So um, I placed myself within Waterdeep. I did urchin background. Um, I usually stick to mostly player handbook stuff. I've never really moved outside of that for some of those different pieces. And so some of the background of that, I suppose, is that um, I was, you know, the very tragic orphaned uh, at a young age kind of thing. So I lived on the streets of Waterdeep and then joined the Order of the Gauntlet faction and came to be to this point where I'm now trying to discover various things. Um, I don't want to give too many spoilers of the storyline for folks who are interested in playing. You had talked to me about crafting your backstory so that you as a dragonborn could be the cousin of like an elf or a human (laughs) or something like that, right? Yes. So there, uh, our DM had tasked us with finding ways that our characters knew each other previously. Um, and so there are three folks in one faction, me and one other person in another faction, and then one person from that faction and the, the other person in my faction knew each other. And I know this other person because we are sort of siblings. The way that we kind of made that work as a dragonborn, um, I wouldn't necessarily be a sibling of a half-elf. And so um, the way that we kind of made that work was uh, my parents were a dragonborn and a human. Uh, so then they adopted me as a dragonborn. 
um, so that way they could have a dragonborn child. But the mother of, of my character is the sister of the other character's mother. And so, um, but neither one of us really knew anything about each other. We knew that each other existed, um, but we we never like met each other in person until uh, they made a sort of like a spiritual passage to Waterdeep um, and had known that I had been there and was abandoned there basically because my parents died um, and asked around um, and ended up coming across me. See, I told you it would work. <laughs> yeah, it, it ended up working out somehow. <laughs> now, I, the question I have to ask, because you're in Waterdeep, are you a member of a detective agency in your game? You know, I can't help but think about Adventure They Wrote as I was creating my character. And I was like, man, it would be really funny if I like put in something about like Chilton meat pies into my backstory or that I come across one of the characters from Adventure They Wrote. And I'm like, but I feel like I'd be the only one at my table that would get the joke. And I would just be sitting there laughing by myself. That's, hey, that's never a bad thing when you're the only person <laughs> Speaking of other D&D podcasts and streaming shows, you mentioned Critical Role. Which other D&D uh, offerings are you enjoying currently? I feel like I did this a little bit backwards. I feel like a lot of people find out about Adventure They Wrote through D20 Dames, but I actually found about D20 Dames through Adventure They Wrote. Um, so D20 Dames was the next podcast that I had started listening to. Um, and they already had been out for a while before I, cause I started listening around the same time I started listening to adventure. They wrote, I think it would have been like November or December of last year. Sure. So they already have been out for like a full year. So it took a little while for me to catch up with that, but oh my gosh, it's just so funny. And I strongly suggest anybody to listen to that. If they aren't already. And it's just a really refreshing. I think that some of the interesting pieces about D20 Dames, it's an all women podcast, primarily women of color family friendly. And so it really plays into a lot of different um, pieces that I think a lot of podcasts miss out on. Um, and just the way that the dames go about figuring out different things, um, I think is very different than how other players might come about stuff, um, just using more conversations and things like that. Um, there's a lot of saving of children. <laughs> I really also enjoy some of the NPCs Kat comes up with are fantastic. They're really great. Oh yeah. She's um, great. Yeah. No, they're, they're so funny. I, every single time I listen to, to there's like a new character that comes up. I'm like, Oh, this character is now my new NPC favorite. And I'm like, Oh wait, but not, but then there's also this other one. And yeah, it, it's, it becomes difficult. And then you have the whole like NPC, not NPC characters that, that Brittany play so <laughs> that, that brings in a whole nother mix um but outside of d20 dames i've also been listening to um fate and the fable maidens another family friendly podcast primarily done by all women although they've had um, guests of other genders involved but they're also a really great podcast um and i've recently caught up with their stuff so because I caught up on all three of those, I was looking for another one and recently got into the Venture Maidens. And I'm only on maybe 12 episodes in, but it's it's really funly, not family friendly like the other two, but it, it brings in some good humor in its own way. Speaking of D20 Dames, you recently made a really fantastic cross stitch of their logo that was done by Jen Vaughn. What prompted you to start that project? This year, I set some various goals that I wanted to meet, and I hadn't completed a cross stitch in a little while. And so I really wanted to 
to encourage myself to do another cross stitch because it's something that I really enjoy doing. I can just kind of like watch TV and my hands are busy or do whatever. I think that was one piece of it. Another piece is I, I really enjoy seeing fan art that folks put out there and um, I'm not really much of an illustrator. So um, I'm like, Oh man, I'll never be able to like show the folks who are creating this content. Like, how much I really enjoy their work. And I'm not really sure how I came about to be like, oh yeah, this would be a great idea. But I had asked Jen for permission to use uh, her illustration in in the pattern. And I've done that before where I've created um, several years ago, I cross-stitched my brother this large corporate mundo from League of Legends cross-stitch for Christmas. And so, I mean, I already had an idea of how I could do it. I already have like patterns and stuff set up to more easily create a pattern off of it. And away I went. I decided last minute as I've been getting into Twitch streaming that I also wanted to stream myself making it. And so all of my progress was streamed on Twitch. And it was really fun too, because like one of the dames even stopped in one day and we were chatting. And so that was kind of fun to kind of have like support go both ways. It was really cool. Oh, for sure. That's awesome. Now, here we have some questions from the cast. Cat Cat Kruger asks, if you are inviting the Countess over for tea in quotation marks what sort of tea in quotation marks would you make oh man well obviously it's got to have a little adult kick to it um (laughs) i don't know you know i'm not really much of a tea drinker myself however if it was quote tea unquote um (laughs) yeah it would definitely would have to have probably some alcohol in it i think that i think the countess would approve and appreciate some tea with a little bit of a kick. (laughs) I absolutely agree. Talia asks, what is your favorite hashtag and why? Oh no, Talia, how dare. Oh man. (laughs) There's so many good ones. Really. And that was, I think like one of, I I can remember within like the first week or two of listening to adventure they wrote, I was like, if y'all are looking for a podcast with some really good hashtags, this is the podcast to listen to. And they're endless. Um, Let's see. What are some of my favorites? I'm going to, I'm going to pluralize that. (laughs) Goons to goo is obviously a a solid hashtag for sure. Um, Rich backstory, definitely another really good hashtag. Anything around Shifty, Shifty's here. <laughs> Those are all, that's all solid stuff. Um, and I think I even hashtag Jerry's here after after one of the more recent episodes. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that those would probably be some of my favorite. Goons to Goo. Oh, and, and Classy Hammered. Oh, yes. You can't forget Classy Hammered, yeah. I actually yeah. Uh, used Classy Hammered while at Emerald City Comic Con because... I was drinking wine at the World Builders party. We were able to get two glasses of wine per trip to the bar. So I came back double fisting, put it down in my seat and said, I'm about to get classy hammered. And um, nobody knew what I was talking about. <laughs> that was the most appropriate use of that hashtag. <laughs> um, I'm sad that there wasn't anyone there to like revel in how brilliant that was. <laughs> see, I, I, I appreciate your your support. Uh, which hashtag deserves a shirt the most? Oh my goodness. I think that would really depend on like what the illustration that would go with it. 
Like I could picture like with goons to goo would be like the countess like imploding somebody's head and then <laughs> Celine's tail is like dipping in the goo. Like I think that would be like a brilliant shirt. Classy hammered would obviously have like the He's countess out. like kicked up at the desk with like you know some really ritzy drink and then in the background is like the rest of the cast like around Chelton meat pies. Yeah, I think that those would be some some solid things. I mean Shifty's here would just be like shifty and like some of the the team short that was at the pub with like mugs raised yes and this like beaten down yeah I like so it. i think it would really depend on on the illustration that went with it see i want a green shirt I, with a purple cloud that's inside the cloud is just goblin farts goblin farts <laughs> um, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> why hasn't this been made yet I'm, I, right brad asks in your own words, why is Doran the best character on the podcast? <laughs> oh, man. I mean, oh, there's so many good Doran moments, though. The two things that immediately come to my brain are um, at the pier, at the docks, and just being like a mangy dock mutt. <laughs> but the... The, the, the first thing that came to my head was when he gets frightened going down the, the stairs and just turns into a giant spider. And then, like, I think the best part of those things is his interpretation of what he sounds like <laughs> after he's turned into whichever creature. Oh, man, it's the um, best. I, I won't even pretend to imitate that I would know how to imitate those sounds. But um, if anyone's curious what I mean, then you need to, to listen to the rest of this the podcast. <laughs> Uh, Fletch asks, which NPC do you want more rich backstory from? <laughs> I think, you know, my response is that Shifty needs to have like the richest, the richest backstory. I, I think that that would be the, the most proper. If there was somebody else, though. Oh, man. I think Trieste probably has a pretty rich backstory. Yeah, I think that she would. She would be. a Yeah. Good- I, I enjoy the idea of the interview series with different cast members and different NPCs. Like we, we talked about, we're going to do the, the sit down between Max and Shifty. So mm-hmm. we'll have to see about doing more in character, like have the Countess interview Trieste or something. Like, you know how like sometimes in TV shows, they go along like the main story mode, but then like they do a whole episode where they show like the past of somebody. I feel like I'd want to see that for Trieste. I want to want to know like how she came, came to be like where she is now. Now, finally, this is my last question. Who do you think ordered the murder of Gruck and Axehaft? That's, that's a tough one. You know, because there's always Frederick, who's interesting. But then the sun was a little weird a little bit at the end. But then, like, I'm almost wondering if it was if it was Mrs. Axehaft herself. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to go with. She seems really, for lack of better terms, shifty. <laughs> <laughs> she is a pirate queen. Yeah, for lack I, of I a just feel term. like I feel like being upset about it was like was like a distraction or a diversion. Like we're going to put these people to go off onto this wild goose chase. Mm-hmm. I think it was her. <laughs> <clears throat> I can neither we'll confirm nor deny. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you, and what do you do, and where are you from? 
So I'm from kind of all over. Uh, I grew up in Wisconsin, went to school in Wisconsin and Missouri, then did a trip out to Pennsylvania, and now I'm back in Missouri in the KC area. I feel like I've always been kind of a nerd at heart. I've always enjoyed video games, but I'm, I definitely in undergrad got into more board games and now more into tabletop stuff. And so I just love games of all types. Uh, my day job when I'm not streaming or gaming or being a pirate, I work in an LGBT center on a college campus. So I do advocacy and support and education resources for um, our LGBTQIA students on college campuses. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I like to think so. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for sitting down and talking with me for 20 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually a pretty short chat compared to our usual conversations. I know, right? The, the high seas. Well, after I finish producing this, I'm going to go home and I'm going to play some Sea of Thieves. So, I mean, well, then maybe I'll see you in a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again for talking with us and thank you out there in uh, Listenerville for listening to our interview and uh, stay tuned next week for more mystery. <laughs>